All right, and welcome into the Lake Orion Cares podcast. Uh, the podcast where we're trying to spread some good news, talking about the latest things coming in around Lake Orion, what's going on. And today, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit of a, I don't know if it's necessarily touchy, but it's one that not always people are wanting to talk about right away. Um, we're going to talk about some mental health things and things that you can do to help during tough times that kind of like we've had and, you know, with it being colder weather and possibly being a second wave, we just want to kind of prepare ourselves that, you know, there's a chance that we might go back into a lockdown or something like that. So we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, of course, we're going to get Joe Johnson back in the studio, just like we always do. We're going to talk about um, Broadway records today. That's going to be our first DDA spotlight where Joe went in, interviewed, and I think it's a really great piece. We're going to talk about some records ourselves, um, but we'll get to that in the second segment. It's going to be pretty nice weather this weekend. Um, you know, it's going to be colder for sure compared to last weekend, which was beautiful and sunny. It's going to be a little cloudier, going to be mid 50s to low 50s. So it's going to be a cold one for this Friday football game coming off of a Lake Orion, coming off of a loss to Clarkson, unfortunately. Just couldn't really get the offense going. Defense still looked good, but it's hard to hold Clarkson when, you know, your defense has to be on the field for so long. But they're going to get a little bit of an easier matchup this week, but you can't take anybody lightly in the OAA. Um, they're going to face off against the Farmington Falcons. Uh, you can watch that live on Channel 22. Or AT&T U-verse 99. Also, we are on Roku. You can search for the Cablecast app and then just type in Lake Orion and you'll be able to find us there to be able to watch all of our live streams. Um, if you want to be a part of the podcast, you can email us at ontv at orionontv.org. Um, if you wanted to share any good news that you have or something about what's coming up, an event that you have, let us know and we'll, we'll try to include it. Um, or you can call us at 248-393-1060. Like I said, we got some sports coming up, like Orion football, always kind of the favorite time of the week. Starting to wind down in the sports season already. It's kind of crazy to even talk about. But with the accelerated schedules because of the COVID pandemic and things like that, um, the Lake Orion boys varsity soccer team, they played against Utica Eisenhower in their district playoff. Unfortunately, they fell in that game 0-3, uh, just couldn't get the offense going. Um, but another solid season from the Dragons uh, this year. We got volleyball playoffs are right around the corner. They're going to start at the beginning of November. Lake Orion Dragons looking to make another run to the state finals, um, to the state playoffs, if if anything, um, going back to back, being in the final four. <clears throat> and then, of course, we got football playoffs at the end of the month as well. We got Farmington this week, West Bloomfield next week, and then we figure out what the playoffs are going to look like for football. And that's that's exciting to see if Lake Orion can get a football playoff home game, see if they can move on, see what they can do in this very, very tough district that they have this year. It's going to be fun to watch. Another thing to uh, bring up is it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I think sometimes people kind of forget about that because it's in October. A lot of people are kind of in that fall and Halloween mood. But it is an important thing to talk about. I have a lot of family members that have been affected by breast cancer, a couple survivors in my family. <clears throat> so it's something I like to bring up at this time of the year, um, a very important cause. And there's a lot of information about it. And I'm going to show you right now. Um, you can go to the CDC website and just search for breast cancer, and it has all the information you could ever need, uh, some of the possible symptoms, some of your risk factors, uh, also about how you can um, get free screenings and things like that. Uh, so ladies, and I mean, even guys, you there is a chance that guys can have breast cancer. So it's something to watch out for, um, but... Go get your mammograms. Go get checked. You just never know if you have any slight hesitation. Just just go do it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to show is the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Um, if you wanted to donate or anything like that, um, they have their website up and running. Obviously, it's a great cause. 
something near and dear to my heart. So I just like to bring that up. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So just something to think about. Now, to the topic that I wanted to bring up today <clears throat> was mental health. Now, I'm obviously not a doctor. I work at a public access station. So I'm not going to act like I have all the, the data, the statistics, or all the answers. But I just think it's an important thing to talk about in these somewhat tough times. I know we are getting a little bit back to more uh, normal lifestyles, I guess. But at the same time, there is that possibility that because of it being flu season, and you know we, ha we are still in the midst of a pandemic, that we may go back into a lockdown. Or maybe not even a lockdown, but you know, start closing up some of the things that we've grown to be familiar with again. So just something to bring up. Um, and it's just to help think about these things, because I know a lot of people struggled when the pandemic first happened and, you know, they weren't ready for it necessarily. It, it shell shocked a lot of people. My experience was, you know, the first couple of weeks I was fine. I, I, I'm pretty much a homebody, so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me to have to be stuck at home. I find I've been able to find things that I like to do and just sit at home and kind of be a bum sometimes. It's something fun for me. Um, and I was still able to work from home. So being able to remote in and work and then just kind of chill at home when I was done was, was pretty easy. But what I had found out is that as the time went on is where for me, it started to affect me because once you get into that rhythm and then it feels like, oh, well, now I kind of want to go do this. Maybe I should go see my friends or something like that. That's where it started to kick in was after, you know, I, I enjoy my, my time alone and time to just kind of relax and hang out at my, my home. There's a certain point where I like to get together with friends and go do stuff as well. And I kind of hit that point and all of a sudden I was like, man, I, I don't think I can, can do that. And so that's when it started to affect me a little bit mentally. Um, so just a couple like tips I would say, and things that helped me was try to find yourself a hobby, discover something new that you've never done before. Me, I, I didn't do it a lot, but I tried to cook a couple meals that I had never cooked before. And that's, that's something that I'm not big. I'm like, I'm not a big cook. I, I can't say that I'm a great cook. Can't say that I'm a bad cook, but I, it's just not something that I, I tend to do all too often. But I tried some new recipes, and they turned out pretty good. And it, it's a good way to just think and, you know, take up some time. And it, it, if you really like it, then you become invested in it. And, and I think that's something really interesting. One of my favorite things to do is, is discover new music. So in this time, one of the things that I would do was just, you know, kind of randomly search new, new music. Now, I listen to every, basically every genre. So I can go from country to rap to classical to instrumental and things like that and be able to find something new that I enjoy. And once I've gotten into that, then I just start diving deeper and deeper. And I, I do my research and I start enjoying it. And then I try to look at like what the background of maybe the artist is and things like that. And it just, it just gives you a way to kind of forget about what's going on. And it gives you that new, that new feeling of finding and discovering things that you can think about. Um, Another one that works for a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not big into the meditation or the yoga necessarily. I enjoy both of them, but they don't necessarily work for me as far as stress relievers. Um, I've tried to do meditation and things for sleeping and such, but never really worked out per se, but I know a lot of people that it does work for. And so there's a lot of different meditation tools that you can use. There's, there's, I mean, I've watched videos on YouTube about just people talking and giving meditation advice and talking. Um, there's meditation techniques like that, or there's also different meditation techniques that are physical where they have you doing certain things and they walk you through breathing and important things that kind of people overlook from time to time. Yoga is kind of a similar way to meditation for some people where they like to enjoy getting up, doing their yoga routine, stretching out, and it just puts them at ease from all the stretching. I know my aunt's a yoga instructor and she just, she loves that lifestyle. So for, for a lot of people that yoga is a good way to be able to get 
some physical exercise and it also kind of stretches you out, relieves some of that stress that you may have during these tough times. Now for me, and granted, I'll be honest, I haven't been doing it very much. Working out is one of the biggest stress relievers for me. Now, again, it is very similar to like a yoga or a meditation, but it's just a little bit more strenuous, a little more involved. And I think that's kind of how my body reacts is that I need to really exert myself to be able to feel that wear and tear. So working out for me is a big one. Uh, I like to lift. I don't necessarily like to do the running and things like that, but some people like to run and it's all dependent on your own self. And I think everybody kind of figures out what works for them best. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a runner. I, I, that just doesn't relieve stress because for me, when I run, it's, I know that it's not for fun and that I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried about losing weight. I'm a pretty skinny guy. I don't really need to go running and do these things, but the working out, because I am a skinny guy, is when I see that that muscle definition coming in and things like that. And that gets me motivated and it allows me to focus on something different than what's going on in my normal day routine. Now, the one other thing I will bring up to really quickly, and it's it's something where that's this is kind of where the touchiness of a mental mental health kind of gets people kind of uneasy. If you really feel stressed out and you feel like none of these tools or tips that I'm kind of throwing out there are helping, go see a therapist. Now, I'm not saying that you have to, um, but at least consider it. I, I know a couple of people in my life that said getting a therapist was one of the best things that they've ever done. Being able to talk to somebody that's kind of out of the situation that you may be in and being able to give you just that that raw advice of this is what they think you should do having no you know actual information on the topic no bias towards anything except for that they're trying to give you the best advice that they can for you that works for a lot of people some people though it doesn't work out and i i understand that that you don't want to walk you don't want to walk in and talk to a stranger and feel like they have no idea what you're feeling. And I, I think that's a thing to think about too, is what kind of situation and what kind of person you are as, as in how you respond to these things. Because if you don't and you feel like you shouldn't be talking to a stranger, you don't feel as comfortable with it. I think at least just talking to somebody is always really important. Um, you know, I know some people and even myself at times I've, I've felt the most relief when I've talked about my problems. And I'm a person that doesn't like to talk about their problems. So one of the things that I always just recommend is, you know, think on it a bit and then just say, you know what, I, th I think I need help. And I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. It's, it's one of the hardest things for me is to admit that you need help. And... I think that's kind of frowned upon in this kind these times in our country and things like that is that people are so trying to be too strong, I guess, at to a certain degree. Um, you do want to be mentally tough, but at the same time, you want to be able to admit when you may need help, and that's that's a tough thing for a lot of people. And it's it's I think it's just best helped if you go to somebody that's close to you and can understand where you're coming from and just be able to talk to you and give you straight up advice. Like not somebody that's going to sugarcoat anything that you know is going to tell you exactly what you, maybe what you don't want to hear. And I think that's, that's always something that's important to have is, is somebody that can just tell it to you straight up. Okay. So now we've gotten that, that touchy subject out of the way. I just wanted to share that with everyone. Um, I think it's an important thing to think about, like I said, as we go into these winter months. But now we're going to watch the DDA spotlight that Joe put together. We're going to get Joe into the studio, and we're going to have some fun. And we're going to talk about some of the upcoming events going on and some other things that Joe is getting prepared for. So here we go.
Richard. Uh, my store is Broadway Records in downtown Lake Orion. And I've been in business since 1982, believe it or not. Uh, many different locations over the years. Uh, I started out at uh, 8 North Broadway, which is right next to Mike at the baseball card shop. And a couple years later, I needed to find a bigger place, so I moved down to 20 North Broadway. And I was in there until 2001. And it was about two weeks after 9-11 happened that my landlord came in and told me that he was moving to Florida. And so I had to vacate the premises. So I looked around and found another place to move to. And uh, then after a couple more moves, I moved in uh, right next to the sagebrush. And then in 2004, that was uh, when the sagebrush went up in flames. I mean, I was able to salvage uh, some stuff because uh, the fire pretty much destroyed like, you know, half of that block there. And I was, I was kind of on the outer edge of it. So they were able to put the fire out right at my wall there so uh, some things remain but uh, yeah it's uh, it was a bummer that day <laughs> that was it was a bad one but yeah I managed to, to collect a few things and then the, some of the local merchants actually had they, they threw a little uh, deal where they were advertising for people to bring in their records for me so I could kind of get started again so that was I'll never forget that that was a really nice thing that they did for me so that kind of helped me get get some more inventory coming back in and then when I found this little building here I decided to move in here and the, this is a lot smaller than what I used to have but it's big enough for what I have now and uh, we're just uh, riding the vinyl resurgence wave right now it's it's cool to see records coming back in style again that's been, that's the reason I'm still in business, uh, to be honest with you. I was about ready to retire about 10 years ago or so. And then I noticed more and more people were looking for records. And, uh, and then a buddy of mine passed away just about 10 years ago now. And he, he uh, his brother told me I could keep his collection. So it was a big collection of stuff. And uh, I figured, well, maybe I'll stick around a little longer here, see if I can... Uh, make this thing go a little while so uh, that's what happened there but yeah it's uh, it's this final resurgence it's uh, it's a real mind blower I don't think anybody expected records to come back as strong as they have it's uh, it's crazy but it's a lot of fun <laughs> basically uh, it all starts with rock and roll that's that's uh, well here's one right here in fact this just came in today for all you heavy metal fans uh, iron butterfly and it got a DeVita, baby. But that's pretty much what I sell is rock stuff. But, uh, you know, I got a nice big jazz section over there. And we got some country and folk music and soul and a little bit of everything, I guess. Uh, I got a, even some classical records in the back room there. So uh, I'd like to think we got a little bit of everything, but uh, mostly rock stuff. We got... Uh, the old standbys, you know, the Beatles are always hot, and the Rolling Stones, and Bob Dylan, and, uh, you know, all of those classic rock artists. Uh, I've got a, even, but even some of the old standards, you know, like Frank Sinatra is really selling well for me right now. So, um, yeah, and it covers uh, a wide range, I guess, but that's... Uh, that's pretty much what I'm looking for. Uh, this is uh, this is what I like to do, you know. I like for people to be able to come in and you know look through records, and, and I'll even play something if they want to hear it. Uh, you know, you can't do that online. That's uh, I'm just not an online guy. I guess I'm uh, old school. I like to call it. <laughs> Probably uh, maybe you want to give me a call two four eight six nine three seven eight zero three. Just because uh, I'm open basically five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday from uh, 10 to 4. I appreciate everybody uh, helped me out over the years. And uh, so we're just going to, we're going to keep going as long as I can here. I, I'm still, I feel good. I, knock on wood, I'm in, in decent health here. So uh, as long as it's fun, I'm going to keep on doing it. <laughs>
that was our first DDA Spotlight featured on the show, uh, brought to you by our own Joe Johnson, who is now in the studio with me. Um, you know, I'm a 90s kid, so, you know, records are just like, just before me. I, I was into cassettes, and that's kind of like what I was brought into, but I still... I'm not one of those people that doesn't know of records and vinyls and stuff like that. Um, again, like I said last week, my dad was a big fan of rock and roll and stuff, so I, I was introduced to that kind of thing. And I had a, a little record player um, growing up. I didn't have that many vinyls, but I do remember, I believe, that one of them that my parents did have at the time was Michael Jackson. Thriller? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And so that's like a really cool thing. And um, uh, one of my favorite things about vinyls was the artwork, and I think that's kind of like my biggest memory of vinyl. But, Joe, what is your experience with vinyl records? Because I'm sure it's more of your era. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I mean, I remember, you know, growing up in Hamtramck, uh, going down to the record store and buying 45s. Like that, as a kid, 45s were awesome. Like, they were a a buck, if that, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And so then as I got you know, into my teen years, I started buying albums. And unfortunately, I uh, I took a stack of my vinyl albums to a high school party and someone stole all of them. And I lost all my vinyl records in high school. Uh, Van Halen, Foreigner, um, all that stuff was gone. Um, and so then as I got a little older, I was in my 20s, I started building up my vinyl record collection again. At this point, I got into alternative music. So I had quite an extensive collection of alternative uh, vinyl albums. Uh, but then as they started going out of fashion and CDs were the, the big thing, I sold off most of my vinyl collection um, and almost immediately regretted it because not too, too uh, much longer, the, the vinyl started making a comeback again. Yeah. Um, so I've since rebuilt some of my vinyl collection um, I kind of, you know, if I, if I go to a garage sale or an estate sale and I see Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra or something like that, I might pick something up just, you know, to have something to play. I have a turntable at home that I can play vinyl on just for atmosphere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, vinyl was always a big part of, of my life growing up and it's pretty cool to see it making a comeback and, and Broadway records, you know, they're one of the oldest businesses in Lake Orion. He said 1982, there's not yeah. many Lake Orion businesses that go that far back. Right. And think of the hardships that he's experienced from the big sagebrush fire that yeah. pretty much, uh, he told me during the interview, uh, it destroyed 100% of his inventory. Wow. And he mentioned how the business owners all came together and helped him resupply his inventory mm-hmm. uh, with vinyl records. And he's moved to several different locations uh, until uh, settling into the, the tiny little location that he's in right now. Um, but what a cool little store, man. I yeah. went in there. I'm like, I, I need to get in here more often. He has mm-hmm. just an amazing collection of vinyl. And like you said, you know, if anything, if, if you don't have a turntable, um, it's cool to, like, find an album with great artwork and hang it on your wall. Yeah. I have a couple of albums hanging on my wall or on display because of the uh, the artwork. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, vinyl, it, it's really neat to see it making a comeback yeah and i i go back to like one of the ones that are like i feel like is for most people the most vivid artwork comes from like iron maiden uh-huh and they're just gruesome grotesque <laughs> album covers and things like that and so that's like one of the things that i always i always am fascinated by and i i take it similar to similarly to like a comic book or i'm not like the biggest comic book fan but i love the artwork to it and yeah. I, I collect comics just for that reason so vinyls are kind of the same thing. I don't I don't really collect them, but maybe at one point I would, and if I did, it would probably be the artwork that would draw exactly. me in. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really cool um, that Lake Orion has a store like this. I think these kind of like mom-and-pop type stores yeah. are so overlooked sometimes, and some there's some things that you just can't get anywhere else, and like I'm sure he knows everything about all these records and you just get so much more nostalgia and information and things and i I feel like that unique experience at a store is better than anywhere else yeah that was uh, one of my favorite interviews to do for the dda like after interviewing them and just kind of chatting with them 
and hearing his stories and talking about Bob Seger and Led Zeppelin and, and bands like that, that's part of the experience, being able to go into the store and hanging out and, and chatting. And he has a little turntable behind his counter there. And, and so if you want to throw something on, he'll, he'll throw something on the turntable and play it for you if you want to hear mm-hmm. it. And uh, I don't think you can get that kind of experience anywhere else. And yeah, you know, if you go into major retail stores today, they're selling vinyl again, but my God, like a, a new reissue of an album is selling for $25, dollars $40. Um, yeah. I'm sure you can get them for far better prices at, at Broadway Records. Um, the most I've ever paid for a vinyl record was just recently. I wanted a special edition vinyl release of the uh, soundtrack to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, it has an amazing soundtrack, and they released this special uh, limited edition with uh, gold uh, vinyl, like yellow vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I paid $60 for that wow. uh, two-record set. Mm-hmm. But there's all there's like a map of Hollywood in it and all kinds of cool stuff. And that's the neat thing about vinyl, too, is is sometimes you could open it up, and there's there's lyrics or there's notes and there's yeah. other things that, you know, come with that vinyl record. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. And to, to me, like I almost compare it because, again, this is like my era. It's like I think of video games. I'm a big gamer in my life. And early on, like when you would get a video game, you'd get the box and it wouldn't just be the game. You'd have the manual and you'd get all these other little inserts and stuff. They don't do that anymore. And it's it's like taking away some of the things that are little but feel so important sometimes. And like when you get a vinyl and it has this like these little extras in it, just always feels so neat. Whereas I even remember when you'd get CDs and stuff, slowly they would start dwindling and taking those out, and then they just didn't come with anything else but like the artwork and the CD. Yeah, do you remember there was that period? I haven't thought about this in years. That when CDs first came out, they were in these cardboard packages that were, you know, 12 inches long or whatever, and you would basically break open the cardboard, pull the CD, you know, jewel case out, and throw the rest of it away. And mm-hmm. it's like 90% of that was waste, and, and yeah. people were arguing, you know, this this is just all going in the trash. And mm-hmm. so they eventually got rid of all that excess packaging and just released the little CD case. But, uh, oh, I haven't thought about that in years that, when they were transitioning from vinyl to CD, they, I guess they wanted to give shoppers a little bit more for their money, but they were just throwing the cardboard packaging in the garbage. Yeah, and I think the funny thing is, too, like I mentioned, when I remember like growing up and driving in the car wherever, I remember having cassettes, and that was like the middle ground between vinyl and CD, and that was like the transition <laughs> period that a lot of people forget. And it's funny to see me starting to get a little bit older as we go is that a lot of younger kids don't know what cassettes are but they do know what vinyls are because of the comeback and that's just always such an interesting thing with trends um i think one of the cool things too though about vinyl is it's such an interesting sound and i think that's why you're seeing it kind of make a comeback and like you said um with once upon a time in hollywood that they would make it in vinyl is because it gives a different tone to it. And it's, it's hard to describe because when you get like CDs and things nowadays or music nowadays, it's such high quality that like you can hear almost every instrument and everything, but on the vinyl, it just has this interesting, like almost, I, I just think of nostalgia, but it's just such an interesting sound that I think a lot of people enjoy. Well, there are purists who will listen to nothing but vinyl because mm-hmm. of the quality of the sound. The problem with vinyl, though, is obviously the more you listen to it, the more wear and tear it gets. And then eventually you get the pops and the scratches and stuff. And some people like that. They yeah. like hearing the pops and the scratches. But there's there's a life uh, expectancy of a vinyl record if, if you listen to it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I think it's a really cool uh, store for a little, like, Lake Orin to have. And I would imagine if he's lasted this long that it'll keep lasting on for much longer, especially as trends keep going back towards vinyl. Yeah, he said he's really benefiting from this uh, vinyl resurgence. And, uh, you know, I think he mentioned in the interview that he thought about retiring about 10 years ago, but vinyl made a comeback, and he's like, all right, I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. 
All righty. Well, that's basically the DDA spotlight. We're going to try to put one of those in uh, once a week. Joe's finalizing a lot of them. He's just cranking, cranking them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll try to go and touch over one once a week. Um, Joe, do you want to s- tell us what's kind of coming up as far as events for Halloween and things like that? And well, the big beyond? one is uh, coming up on uh, Wednesday, October 21st, uh, the DDA's Halloween Extravaganza. It used to be known as their Halloween parade, but obviously because of COVID, you can't get hundreds of people all together in the same space. So what they're doing is they have time slots that you could sign up for at 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5, 6, and 7. And they just announced that um, 40,000 pieces of candy were donated to the cause, uh, which allows them to add 400 spots, which are going to be spread out through those time slots. So it's not too late to get involved, uh, sign up for the Halloween extravaganza, visit uh, downtownlakeorion.org, and uh, there's a sign-up uh, link you can click on that'll take you to a sign-up genius, and you can sign up for any one of those spots. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get out there. It's one of my favorite events of the year, seeing the kids and families in costume roaming the streets of downtown Lake Orion. It's it's something to behold if you've never seen it. And for a lot of Lake Orion families, it's become a tradition. They come back yeah. year after year after year. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I got to film it one of these times. I think it was probably two years ago or something. Um, I don't know if you were on vacation or what. I was. I was in yeah. Hollywood, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, but I was kind of, like, nervous about it because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm not used to this, and... When I went down there, it, it's kind of like you said. It was really cool to see all the different costumes, and I'm not, I'm not really a Halloween person. I'll, I'll be honest, but to be able to see all the kids dress up and all the different kinds of costumes and creativity and just people having a good time, it, it was a fun thing to be able to film and be a part of. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to see. Um, another event we just found out about recently is uh, a Veterans Day ceremony. Um, because of the cold weather. This was one event they wouldn't hold at the Veterans Memorial uh, on Lapeer Road. They would have it here at the Orient Center. Again, because of COVID, you can't get all those people in tiny, poorly ven- ventilated space. Um, so they were looking for a larger venue to hold it at, and they settled on Kensington Church on M24. So on Veterans Day, November 11th at 7 p.m., uh, they're going to have uh, a Veterans Day ceremony at Kensington Church, and I'll be there with a couple of cameras to Record it and bring it to you, but if you can make it out and uh, honor our veterans, um, that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely a cool event, too. Um, And then uh, the other thing that's been keeping me busy is um, uh, the Chamber has been fast and furious with their ribbon cuttings. Uh, New businesses, believe it or not, during this time period (laughs) are opening or changing, and the Chamber is helping them uh, celebrate uh, one new business that we uh, we had a ribbon cutting for uh, just a couple of weeks ago is Rebecca's Health and Nutrition. It's in the uh, Planet Fitness Plaza on M24, and they sell supplements and nutritional products and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so check them out. Uh, not too far from us on Baldwin Road, the UPS store just opened, and people are really excited about that because I believe there's a UPS store on Lapeer Road on the north end of town, um, but people are really excited about having one on Baldwin Road closer to the south end of town, and uh, the response has been overwhelming for the owners of the UPS store. So that's on Baldwin Road um, by the uh, restaurant. Uh, what is that restaurant that used to be Oscars? Um, you guys know it. It's, it used to be Oscars, but it's right next to the uh, restaurant in that plaza there. And then uh, just earlier today, we covered, uh, it wasn't necessarily a grand opening. It's more of a rebranding. Um, Sweet Amy's Eating House. Uh, it, they rebranded, um, and uh, they're offering, like, sliders and small, quick lunches. And they actually have a liquor license, too, if you're into that. <laughs> um, but they're sort of rebranding to kind of adjust to uh, the difficulties of, of the pandemic right now. And, uh, oh, my God, those sliders look amazing today <laughs> um so that's um that's a, another ribbon cutting and i guess there's going to be a couple more before the end of the year um so it's it's great to see that uh despite the pandemic there are businesses that are still opening and and thriving and yeah. and uh, but they need your support mm-hmm. um you know these these dda videos that we're putting together and these ribbon cuttings man they're they're so desperate for your support so get out there and, and support the local restaurants and mom and pop shops and Let's keep them going until this, uh, this pandemic is behind us. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of segues into the one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, movie theaters and bowling alleys reopening. Um, I know we've kind of talked about it off camera and stuff, but what is your feeling as far as comfort with the movie theaters and bowling alleys and things opening back up? Well, I'm actually surprised that bowling alleys uh, were closed until now because bowling, you go and bowl by yourself and not really affect the people around you. So I was a little surprised that it took so long for bowling alleys to open. Movie theaters, I think, are a little different story. I personally am not quite ready to sit in a movie theater for two hours. And it's not necessarily because of the sanitization issue. Like, from what I understand, movie theaters are cleaning and sanitizing and wiping down seats and chairs, and that's great. The problem I have is is that I've heard uh, COVID described as like cigarette smoking, where it, it's it's given off in a cloud of vapor and sort of lingers in the air. And the thought of sitting in a theater for two hours thinking maybe somebody in the theater has COVID and they're releasing it into the air and I'm sitting there for a long period of time, that's the thing that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Now, yeah, you could wear your mask for two hours, but boy, oh boy, uh, not to knock masks, but I can only keep mine on for short periods <laughs> at a time before it starts hurting my ears and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm not quite ready to return to movie theaters as much as I miss that experience. Yeah. Nobody loved going to the movie theater more than me. I mm -hmm. loved being su surrounded by a crowd and when they would cheer and, and everyone be in unison laughing or whatever, that's such a great experience. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I'm quite there yet. And just recently I was at Great Lakes Crossing and I, I was surprised to look up and see movies on the marquee and employees. And I'm like, oh, it looks like AMC is open again. Yeah. But half the movies on the marquee are old movies like Hocus Pocus and stuff like that. Uh, and it would be difficult for me to go into a movie theater to see something that has come out a decade ago or 25 right. years ago. Um, what's going to get me back into the movie theaters are new movies that I'm excited about, like Wonder Woman and James Bond and, and that sort of thing. So um, now I know Tenet is out, and I thought about maybe going to see that in a the theater, but then I started hearing sort of mixed reviews on it. So I'll get back in the theaters eventually. I, I just don't know if it's going to be before the end of the year. Uh, how about you? Are you, you ready to go back in? I am, and I'm not. And it's mostly for the reason that you just touched on is that I'm not interested in any of the movies right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'm not as concerned. I mean, I'm concerned about my health, but I'm not as concerned. And maybe that's just because I'm, I'm a younger, not as high risk. Um, and I'm also taking precautions to not be, not be spreading it around. Right. Like whenever I'm yeah. seeing family, I'm seeing people that are at risk. I'm making sure that I'm, I'm staying diligent with safety and all that but for me it's not necessarily about the whole pandemic it's just that there's not any movies that i want to go see right now right um but now like you were talking about things coming up what i'm most excited for and i don't know if you've heard this is that there's rumors that the next spider-man is going to have all of the former spider-man in the movie oh like a like a spider-verse almost like a live action spider-verse almost there's there's talks that it would be dr strange is bringing tom holland andrew garfield and toby mcguire all together in the same movie that's interesting yeah. and i heard jamie fox is supposed to come back as electro yeah i don't know how i feel about that yeah though. maybe <laughs> he'll be part of the uh, andrew garfield universe maybe that's how they'll yeah explain I, that. I would assume they'll bring maybe one villain from each one but yeah. but yeah I, i'm I'm kind of with you where I'm, I'm not ready to go back to movie theaters just yet, but for my reasoning is maybe slightly different, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, bowling alleys, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm not like, I love bowling. I enjoy it a lot, but I don't go out of my way to just go bowling, I guess. I, I, I like to get with a group of friends that want to go bowling and hang out and like just do something when we haven't been together in a while. And yeah, I haven't been able to hang out with my friends as often as I would like, but I feel like bowling alley is just not the first place I would want to go, I guess. And um, it's, I, I don't know. It's cool that it gives me another option when it feels like sometimes options are limited of doing things. Um, but like we talked about before is that we don't know if there's going to be a second wave, if things are going to close back down. So 
at the same time, I'm like tempering my my expectations, I guess, as well. Yeah, I've been hearing about this second wave, too, and I'm starting to debate, like, do I need to stock up on groceries and stuff like we did back in March? Um, I hope that's not the case, um, but it's something to watch. If a second wave hits, and, and Michigan's numbers are going up again, which is, is kind of concerning, but um, we're going to have to watch it and see if the second wave hits. I mean, now we got the, the flu on top of that, the mm-hmm. flu season starting. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not ready to rush out. I, I have been eating at restaurants, and I, I go to Great Lakes Crossing and yeah. do a lap on the Oval at, at Great Lakes Crossing. But if these numbers start to rise, I think I'm going to start cutting back on that stuff yeah. and find myself eating at home more often. And I think that's one thing, no matter which – which side of the political spectrum that you fall on is that I don't think anybody wants to go back to a lockdown. No. So if there's any motivation for people to just, you know, be safe and wear their mask or wash their hands, normal things, um, it's just, we don't want to go back in lockdown. Yeah. And you know, you could make this whole mask thing fun, you know, like I've been getting my mask, printed up at uh at uh walgreens and you could upload photos and have them printed on mass and i get a lot of compliments on my mass and today at the ribbon cutting i saw donnie Steele from orient township uh, board and she had this cool halloween like jack-o'-lantern mask mm-hmm. and i'm like you know instead of complaining about having to wear a mask why don't you just have fun with it for now and get some fun mass and show off your personality and and, you know, let's all do this together, and we'll get through it a lot more quickly if everybody kind of does their part. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to touch on, because that was kind of what I, I planned to do for the whole first segment and everything, was talking about this this mental health aspect of it that nobody really wants to talk about because it's always a touchy subject. It's slowly starting to get more and more accepted, I feel like. Um, but it's affected a lot of people that are close to me over this time. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Um, I kind of went over some, some different methods of how you can kind of relieve stress and things like that. Did you find yourself, um, even just on a deeper note, did you find yourself um, in this pandemic? Did you find out anything about either the mental aspect of your life or things like that during this time where you were quarantined um, did you figure out certain methods of being able to relieve some of that stress at the time? Well, the, the hardest part was early on. The The first few weeks, the first month or so for me was the hardest part because it was such a shock, you know, to go from a daily routine of going to work and coming home to being isolated at home for such a long period of time. And that first month or so was, was really, really challenging of trying to justify, like, getting a paycheck from work. And so eventually I was able to, to uh, start shooting video and, and being creative, even whether it was for work or not. Sometimes I was just shooting fun videos to upload to TikTok or whatever. And I found that that helped out, you know, my, my mental state a lot by ha- having projects to work on and focus on and not sit there and, and think about being in isolation. The other thing I found that, that helped out a lot was going for a drive or going for a walk just getting out of my my home and and just getting out there and breathing fresh air. And so keeping your mind occupied with hobbies. I I know a lot of people were doing puzzles and things like that. I even started drawing again a little bit. I bought like a a, a art pad and some charcoal pencils and stuff to sketch and doodle. Um, Be creative. Just try to come up with things to kind of get you through this. Um, some of the things that, you know, I, I find that I miss the most is like traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, a year ago this week, I was in LA. I went to, uh, a, a cement ceremony at Grauman's Chinese theater. I climbed up to the top of, uh, Mount Lee that has the Hollywood sign. I was doing all that stuff a year mm-hmm. ago. And, and now that's coming up on my Facebook feed as the, the memory thing. And I'm like, wow, we can't do that right now. I'm, yeah. I'm not ready to travel on a plane just yet and stuff. So, so this week has been particularly hard. Um, so I just try to focus on creative projects and, and just, like I said, going for a drive, going for a walk to me really helps out a lot. How, how have you dealt with the issue? Yeah. So kind of like I, I had said in the first segment is that 
my experience was almost different than a lot of people where a lot of people right away were kind of shell-shocked and they were thrown off. Whereas for me, it was almost the opposite. Now, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody. I, I like staying at home. I like my alone time, things like that. Um, but I do also really enjoy having family time, friends, um, and then going out. But the majority, I like to just, you know, relax, spend at home. So the first couple, even the first couple months, to be honest, were pretty easy for me. It, mm. it felt like an easy transition um, to be able to just have something to do, still going to work because we could re- remote in. Um, but as those months went on and I kind of started to realize that, you know, you can only do so many things at home that that's where it started to kick in. And I was like, man, maybe I should go take a vacation. And then I thought, well, I could go here or here or here. And then I was like, but if I go to those places, there's going to be nothing open. Exactly. And I probably wouldn't be able to fly. And so then that kind of like mentally drained me, like starting to think about all that. So I, I kind of did the same thing. I, I tried to get outside a lot more. I found that, you know, getting some sun and some vitamin D really helped just walking around and then kind of just connecting back with my friends. The nice thing about this day and age is that we have the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I could talk to my friends on the internet. We could all just kind of talk and hang out. And it almost seem, seemed like normal and kind of took away from that. The one thing I just like to reiterate is because we're getting into these winter months and things like that, that it could happen again, that we could go back to a lockdown. So I just think it's important to kind of say to find yourself a hobby and figure something out that you can do. Um, I know it's a lot harder when it's freezing cold outside to actually go outside but even if you just go outside for a minute and just like soak in the sun for a second put on a warm coat or something or like you said go on a drive i think just kind of getting out of that element um really can help yeah and you know if if there's a movie you've been putting off something you've been meaning to see but just haven't gotten around to it um if you're bored and you're going stir crazy one thing that's helped me is is I'm always looking for new movies, new forms of entertainment, uh, and I've gotten caught up on a lot of movies that I had been putting <laughs> off for a long time. And so that's another thing that uh, kind of helped me get through the, the lockdown was just watching movie after movie. And I, I binge-watch shows. I binge-watch Stranger Things, like all three seasons in the span of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so... This is the opportunity to get caught up on things that maybe you've been putting off for a long time. Yeah, and and the other thing that I like to even bring up is to try something different that you've never done before. Yeah. Like listen to, like if you don't listen to country music, listen to country music. If you don't listen to rap music, listen to rap music. And just try different things because you might find something that you enjoy. And then when you find something that you can enjoy that's different, then you have this whole new thing to discover and then you get fully invested into it. At least I know that's kind of how I am. It's like I find something and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then I just kind of go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and just keep searching. And then that, like, it gives you a distraction for a while, if if nothing else. And that, that can relieve the stress of, you know, feeling like you're just sitting at home doing the same old thing every day if you're binge watching some show or something. And it just starts to feel mundane. Yeah. And, that, you know, when I, at some point when I look back on 2020, one of the positives to come out of it is I discovered a lot of new music in 2020. I discovered WXOU, which broadcasts out of Oakland University. Mm-hmm. And there was another radio station. I think it's like W WEPC or KPC or something like that, um, that plays alternative music. And I discovered a lot of songs, not only new songs, but older songs that I'd never heard before. And I was downloading a lot of music over a short period of time. So, um, I discovered a lot of new music during this downtime. So give that a shot too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's basically pretty much all I wanted to touch on today. Um, Just kind of bring in that, that tough, tough subject that nobody likes to talk about. Again, I'm not an expert or anything. I just feel like, you know, I've had, I've had enough experience in my life at this point, even though I'm, I'm just about to turn 28. Um, I feel like I have enough to at least give some guidance maybe to some other people that aren't as, maybe aware or comfortable about thinking about it, I guess. And uh, might as well throw this out. This podcast room that we're in right now is available to you. Come in, get the training, and start your own podcast. No time better than the present. Yeah, exactly. If if you have something that you want to talk about, 
this is the place. Yeah. We, I, I mean, we have our safety precautions. Exactly. Um, we're sanitizing and cleaning every day. Um, but yeah, let us know if you want to make a podcast, something you want to talk about, or if you want to join this podcast. That's totally fine. Like I said, we're trying to spread the good news, um, talking about things that are happening around Lake Orion and kind of the surrounding areas. So let us know. Alrighty, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Lake Orion Cares podcast. Again, if you want to be involved with the podcast, you can email us at ontv at orionontv.org or you can call us at 248-393-1060. Again, we're still trying to work out all the craziness of our schedule and things like that. We're going to still try to do this weekly. I don't exactly have a date and a time that we can stick to at the moment, but we are looking at Wednesday or Thursday every week, and we're going to try to do it in the afternoons. Uh, We're also going to try to go live. I know we didn't go live for this episode, um, but we're going to try to go live in the preceding episodes, and we're going to try to get some more interviews lined up. Again, if you want to be a part of the podcast, email us, ontv at orionontv.org. Call us at 248-393-1060. I hope you guys have a good week. We'll see you next time.